Welcome to Breakfast with Real Kipper and Bourne. I'm Nick Kipper. He is Justin Bourne. Guest tech, Lance Romance Kennedy. Lance in the house. Jennifer Rolnick. Sammy McKee. Did everybody set their alarms a little early? We've got an early start to Real Kipper and Bourne as the Blue Jays will open a three-game opening weekend against Texas Rangers. Thus, the change. And I'm okay with that. You know why? Masters, baseball. Dude. We're going straight home after this show, right to the couch. Man, it's good. You're right. It actually, this is wonderful for us. I will say, I'm just going to own it here, Kipper. Had... No, hold on, hold okay, on, hold okay, on, okay. hold on. All right. <laughs> All steps, right. Okay. Steps. What's up, gentlemen? This is weird. Yesterday, we had said, make sure you know, we send messages or we text each other. And let's face it. It was geared towards the guy that had the most concussions. It was geared <laughs> towards the guy that ended his career with a concussion. I was the guy you needed to worry about not showing up on time for this early show. Yeah. And who ended up <laughs> screwing up this morning? Listen, Kipper said, Kipper sent a message this morning. Uh, Tim's like nice, generous guy. Hey, anyone want some Tim's? Kipper's going to pick one up for the team. And I was like, Tim's. There's 9.15, Kipper. The show's in six hours. Like, I don't, I don't need a copy. Like, how, how early is Kipper going in today? Where were you? I was on the couch. I was on the couch in sweatpants with a bowl of yogurt on my stomach, <laughs> petting a cat. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Booked it in here and made it made it in time for the tea time. That's... Thank God. And, and uh, Sammy, you, you were good to go. I eh? never oh, wavered. Never wavered. I was here at 8.30 this morning, Chipper, ready to rock. I was up late last night watching the Oilers. I'm just uh, watching the Leafs late, you know. Just I'm ready to rock. It's my it's Super Bowl today for me, you know. Masters Friday here. Yeah. Leaf coming off a big Leafs win. Um, Jays game tonight. New, sports, sports, new, sports. New Father John Misty album, which you guys probably don't care about. <laughs> Sun is shining. Playing golf Sunday morning before the Masters. I this is my time. This my time. A, this is Sam Day. We're here. Nice. <laughs> Nice, and we're welcoming everybody in watching on our uh, Sportsnet uh, YouTube channel, Sportsnet 590, The Fan, wherever you're downloading. Uh, glad you're along for the ride, and uh, what a ride it's been for Austin Matthews, guys. Uh, it, it just continues. The, I thought his arms were going to fall off last night. Just hammering away. Scored the historic go-ahead goal for most goals in a season on his 10th shot. Jeez, that's ridiculous. And then the overtime winner on his 12th. A dozen shots for Austin Matthews. Watching that game, long stretch of a 1-1 score, and I, I can't recall seeing a, a, a more tilted game on a 1-1 score. Oh, I mean, it was just, I actually said this to you guys at one point, like I felt like the ice was legitimately sloped. Like Dallas looked like they were skating uphill. You're right about Matthews, though. The amount, I do wonder like how much this chase for records has been in his head because I, I can't remember a run of games where he has looked this absurd. You know how many shots he has in the last three games? 27. Yeah. 
nine shots <laughs> per game. He's got 12, then eight, then seven. I don't know, but I'm just asking you guys about his shots last night. None of them seemed out of context of the game or of his usual play. No, he's just hyper-zoned in. The, the like, puck is on. It's following yeah, him it, around it, the it, entire it, game. There wasn't a sense of uh, jamming a, a square peg in a round hole. No. No, he's just... It was not that. It was just... It, it felt natural. It didn't... It didn't seem like it took the Leafs out of their 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 game plan, or or it affected anyone else around him negatively. Mm-hmm. It just, to Sam's point, felt very natural, which is a great yeah. sign. It is, I, and you know, obviously, the the way he's working with Marner and Marner's ability to find him. I mean, Matthews even found Marner a couple of times. Like, it just looks like every time they're on the ice. That the other team is hanging. You know what it reminds me of? When Mike Tyson, if you ever watched Mike Tyson's first like 10 or 15 fights, I think you can watch his first 20 fights in a 30-minute show. Like he- <laughs> well, They were over in 90 seconds. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real thing. I remember watching a 30-minute thing, and it was like, Mike Tyson's first 20 fights. And people are like, they know they're about to get their ass handed to them, so they're backpedaling the whole time. That's the other team when Matthews and Martin are on the ice right now. Like, they're just retreating into a shell, panicking, the way that Tiger used to beat guys without having to beat them and they beat themselves, that's how defenses look against Matthews Martin right now. They are reeling. They know these guys are coming and just waiting for the inevitable. As far as what he's going through right now, like, it's got to be a real consistent feel for any, per- any athlete in history chasing anything. Gretz must have felt the same way when he's chasing his... Well, it's, all, it's constantly on the brain. Uh, but the key is, I guess, to... To to look like it's not bigger than the team. And that's not necessarily an easy thing to do. But yeah. I, I really liked last night's game for that reason. Yeah. And that's what the stars have to go through. Tennis, you know, Federer chasing grand slams, whatever the case is. Um, that's always going to be there for these athletes. Right. But in, in this particular case, how do you do it and not affect the team? Yeah. Well, let me ask you, in junior, how many goals did you score the one year? Yeah, I scored 62, and I was chasing Bob LaForce's record, I think, of 59. And how aware were you yes. of the 60 marker, of the 59 total Yes. as you went yeah. down the stretch? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And so was my centerman at the time, Rob uh, Degagne, mm-hmm. and the rest of the team. But... Uh, I wasn't one to overhandle the puck. The mm-hmm. big joke uh, with uh, my coach, uh, the late Bird Templeton, was, you know, don't give Nick the puck until he's until in he's front of the net. Shoot it. <laughs> until he's in front of the net. Yeah. Whereas you got a, a different feel because Matthews is such a great stick handler. Mm-hmm. And again, I mean, did you watch him undress Radulov about three feet into the blue line last night? That The hands... Yeah, he took the pass behind yes. him and kind of pulled it to yes. the other. Yeah. And, and that wasn't me. So, listen, I, I wanted that record more than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out was of... Was your team good at the time? Yeah, we were a top team okay. in, in our division. It, it, it was um, a record that would was a franchise record, I, I believe, out of Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. So we had moved up to North Bay right. uh, maybe about six years before that. But... People constantly reminded me that you're you, you're going to break the record, and there was a sense of yeah. you know 
why would I want this opportunity to slip here? Well, yeah, and, and everyone tells you you're close, you're going to do it, and it's like you haven't done it till you do it. That's like Matthews, and even getting to 50 yeah. has felt inevitable a couple times, and it just hasn't happened. So I, I have an observation about Matthews yes. because we talk about the – he's a pretty cool customer. Like the overtime winner, he does this, the, the Sally, like the are you not entertained Sally, puts his arms in the air just giving a little ha- come at me to the, to yeah. the fans, love that. But his favorite kind of goals to score are the one-timers. Yeah. That's the ones where he Fires gets the biggest. Up. I mean, I know he broke the record last night. That was part of the reason he did a big celebration. But I always notice with him that the one-timers are wow. the ones that he like. Is that like I, I don't think I've ever scored on a one-timer in my life. But it looks like it feels pretty good. Cathartic, the, right? The ones historically, Stamkos, Ovechkin. Uh, the goal that he scored uh, to set the record at 55 was... Uh, a common place where Drysidle, mm-hmm. Drysidle is even lower Low in the zone there, e- yeah. even closer to the the goal line yeah. uh, than Matthews. But that that one and Wedgwood was really good last night. He was like he wa- he did. Maddie, he, he, he could have had five goals, Matthews, last night. Yeah. He did everything he could yeah. to just fight off Matthews, and it's not like he knows. It's it's. It's not like he doesn't know it's coming. Oh, yeah. Right? And it was uh, Gio who sent a beautiful pass just on the inside of I his I love wearing foot. 55. He sets up 55. Pillowy. I love that. Right? Pillowy. And you know yet, what? Morgan Riley waits for an extra second it before is. he gives it back. He does. There's just, <laughs> there's just no chance for any goalie, whether it is Ovi or, or Austin last night, that you can cheat any more than they already are oh. are trying to right it's not like you don't know it's coming and you don't it's not like you don't know matthews is is to the left of you i think he just shot from there a second earlier but any type of cheating and and you're you're caught that, uh, on the other side that's a new element this year though i don't i know he scored one timers in the past but this year it feels like a legit threat that one last night just made me give this the stank face just like Oh yeah! Oh, he just hammered it. It almost went Ugh. through the net. Yeah, <laughs> like it was just really hard shot. I don't know. It just once again just reminded how lucky Leafs yeah. are right now. Now I know, and and I know it's three on three, and I know there's a ton of room out there, but the overtime goal was very Connor McDavid like. Yeah, right. Just skate faster than everyone. Use the open space and take it across yeah. the crease. Yeah. Take a look at Sagan. Uh, backpedaling, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to dust this guy. And Sagan was dusted. He had no idea what to do. He that's hacked when at him. Just, Sagan was awful. Yeah, nah, that's where you just chop. Yeah. Just he, he tried to chop. But chop. He, Matthews is yeah. too fast and strong at that point. He's got a full head of steam. Like, I don't think – Matthews does not fall down anymore. I, he is, he, he, he just, has learned – Colby Armstrong was texting uh, Kipper and I last night. He, he excluded you because uh, he doesn't eh, like you. That's fine. But he uh, he was texting us last night just saying, Matthews has learned how big he is. Yeah. Like he's yeah. figured out like, yeah. oh, I'm just a larger animal. Uh, I, I, when I covered the 2016 World Cup and he had yet to play a game in the National Hockey League, mm-hmm. that's the first thing I noticed is how big and strong he was at that age. Yeah. And he was – he was tipping the Toledo at 220, I think. I think he was bigger at then. 225. Than he's like leaner now. At before playing a game in the NHL, and here he is. You know, now he's what 24. Yeah. And he's that, but he's muscle. now it's like now he's coming into his prime. Yeah. Now it's all man, muscle, size, yeah. and now he's figuring it out on the ice. 
And in many ways, like a McDavid, uh, he he can be unstoppable at moments. In the uh, 2016 Leafs development camp, Matthews and Marner were there, and I was the video coach. So I, you know, I'm I'm on the ice during the practices with like an iPad and recording stuff for players to watch after. They needed an extra body or two. Um, you know, so I was supposed to put like an elastic band around Matthew's waist and do like the V stop and just like offer resistance to Matthew's trying. Oh my God. Just oh about God. broke my nose. Like, <laughs> oh my like just like a horse plowing a field. I got the full stops on. Like wish I wish I had sharpened you it. You did it all for them, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, my role is tough to define because I was the guy who did things did other people to, didn't want to do. Did you have to start his car in the winter? <laughs> If I had, I'd been with the Leafs, not the Marlies, probably. Oh but it was a cool experience just to get the sense for the size. Like, you know, my God, it's just a large man it at a young age. Must be nice for Sheldon Keefe, oh, uh, certainly to uh, be a part of that. We saw him talk to him moments after the the goal. Let's figure out uh, what Sheldon Keefe said on our first Kippers Clipper. I mean, it's, it's, I just told him it's, it's a great accomplishment. I mean, this... Leafs organization's been around a long time. A lot of great players. Um, it's pretty special for him to be at the top of that of that list. You know? That's it. Certainly is. Yeah, I mean for for Sheldon Keefe, it's a feather in his cap too, right? To put a guy in the position to have that success and pair him with Marner, despite yeah. people like me saying don't do it. Make him drag a line of a couple of schlubs. Part of the. The experience of being disappointed year after year in the playoffs for guys like Matthews and Marner is to identify, you know, what this all means and put it in perspective. I think the best quote I heard last night out of Matthews is, we are working towards something bigger than this. Mm. And to me, man, that hits it right on the nail. I love hearing that. That is a sign of leadership. That's a sign of maturity. And as I told you clowns a lot earlier in this year... It won't matter to a guy like that now or, or or true fans that understand what the biggest picture is here, and that's winning a Stanley Cup. Yeah. So that is what he is speaking of, of what is bigger than this. I love it. I love that, and I love that point. And I think, was it was it you, Borny, that said this, or you, Kipper, that getting this stuff out of the way this year, like getting the maybe getting 60, having the all-time Leaf goal record, really sets him up for the rest of his sort of career here in terms of... Now just go in. And now it's like, you know, the the personal things are the way, which I really do get the feeling that Matthews, he's a pretty cool customer, and, like, he kind of just expected this, and he all he really... The, his goals are bigger, like you were saying. Like, he just expected to break the goal record. Yeah. He knew it was going to happen, yeah. and now he's got bigger aspirations, which I love to hear as a Leaf fan. Yeah, and this is where I think uh, a guy like Brendan Shanahan behind the scenes um, can can remind a Matthews and a Marner that, guys, this is great, and being a Leaf is great. It's been great for anybody between 1967 to our team today where you can be treated great. You are a star. You don't, you don't, you book reservations different than everyone else. You get the, the star treatment, and that can make anybody comfortable. But you don't want comfortable. That was you, blue and white disease. You want, exactly. You want something that nobody's had since 1967. And that's be able to hold your head up high in this town as a Stanley Cup champion. That is the differential. That is going to 
set you up the rest of your life. I, I'm close to 30 years away from a Stanley Cup in 1994. Go, I, I go down there. I, people are still picking up the tab for us when we walked into, you know, McSorley's. Yeah. It's unbelievable. At the Irish pub right across oh. the street. It's a good one. <laughs> From MSG there. That's what those guys want. Yeah. And again, it's it's great when you can the 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 sixty goals, the sixty five, sixty seven, man, that's whipped cream. Yeah. That's the cherry. Well, you're but right it though. Ain't the ice cream <laughs> or the cake, yeah, the pumpkin pie. And you say to yeah, if you're Shanahan, it's like you know we're gonna honor Sidney Crosby and all his records. And Mario Lemieux and all his records and Gretzky and all. And you know why? Because they got to the highest peak, right? They got there. You know, they all won the championship at the end of the day. Imagine if LeBron set all these records and then he didn't win a title. People would be like, hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned Sid there, and I don't think. Durant. Yeah, I, I just, it's, when you talk about Sid, you don't talk about his his point production. You talk about champion, you talk about I don't even know winner. where he is in points. Me neither. You, you talk about gold medal winner. And memorable moments, memorable moments. And you don't really even talk about his point totals. And for Matthews, obviously the point totals are impressive this year, but I think he wants to get to a point where he's talked about as a champion, as opposed to just scoring a lot of goals in the regular season. All right, let's go. Let's go back to Sheldon uh, on his, uh, his thoughts and on Matthews impact on the team. Yeah. Well, I think the, I mean, the best part of what Austin's doing is that he's doing so in a winning environment, you know, and he's doing things to help us win games. The goals of course are part of it, but he does, so many other things, you know, that help us win games and help us carry play and all of those things. So, you know, our guys are, are you know, <clears throat> they're focused on being, I mean, as good a players as they can be with the games that are on the schedule here. But, you know, they also know that you know, this team's trying to, trying to push to the next level, push, take a step, you know. Um, so the regular season accomplishments are, are part of that journey um these are the games you have to play and uh, they're making them count but you know they know what we're building towards and you you can see that again and i I thought i know we talked a little bit about what kind of game we can expect against Mm -hmm. dallas oh i could not have been more wrong by the way (laughs) i'm gonna take the l here publicly listen listen, (laughs) it's not the first time it won't be the last time we just not that worried about it (laughs) (laughs) but in all seriousness they they came off what should have been, you know, internally a very disappointing uh, overtime loss against Florida where you mm-hmm. let uh, a top team like that off the hook up 5-1. Right. I thought last night's game, the energy that they had, and more importantly, the ability to look at the clock at 1-1 and maybe there could have been in the past a sense of frustration that it's 1-1, Possibly open up a little bit more. Yeah. Possibly make some bad decisions, and it it just it didn't feel that way. It just felt like they were managing, and they didn't have to now force anything. Mm. Even at one one, guys, I they, love no, that. Point. No, no, no force. Just stay with it here so nothing changed nobody went out of their 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 lane nobody tried to do anything too risky yeah and they just waited for the big boy to get his opportunity and this has happened to me in the postseason or in my opinion to the Leafs um against Columbus and against Montreal where they were clearly the better team in a lot of games and they would 
pump teams and take it to them and pound and pound and pound. Goaltender makes a bunch of good saves. He doesn't go in, and all of a sudden, I don't know if it's it's frustration or what, but they start to go, we need to, to take more chances then and to do more offensively to get that goal. All of a sudden, guys cheat. You know, They start sniffing around for something too much. Rush goes the other way, and it's in your net. And so you're right. The ability to maintain that game plan, just trust that don't let them get theirs, and we're going to get one next. Uh, that is a mindset. I still don't want to see Justin Hall running a scissor play Boy. with, you know, Mitch Marner with three minutes left. Like, just stay in the blue line. You're up 3-2. It happens, yeah. but I think they're getting better in that let, regard. Let me ask you this. This is maybe an impossible question to quantify, but I'm going to ask you guys anyways, put you on the spot. Do, they, do these guys look something about the way they roll four lines at the moment? They just There's this hunger to them that I haven't seen maybe even earlier in the season in years past. Just the pursuit of pucks, the commitment yeah. to getting in on the four check, it, it really the, looks like a faster, hungrier team yes. than it has in years past. Yeah. And I, I've been saying, I've been praising this all year. They are the best four checking team in the league. And what you're seeing yeah. now though, uh, Sammy is guys like Engvall and McKayev at the top of their game as well. It makes a huge difference so, for their depth. That so, those guys are so good. now like, just think about like the confidence right now, like Engvall to me looks like a big horse out there now. Yeah. Now when I think about playoff hockey and about the leaning and the wearing down your opponent, mm-hmm. Engvall's got more of that look than he's ever had before. And McKayev as well. And I'm telling you, again, if maybe we go back to the cross check, the two game uh suspension on Matthews, but I'm seeing a more physical Toronto Maple Leaf team. I'm watching Marner hit guys along Marner's the running wall into now. People out oh, there. no, no. And he ain't <laughs> strategically. He is not, yeah. but he is, he's, he's not this little frail, you know, kid. He yeah. is. He's six there's, feet, there's, there's some he's meat done. there. there yeah. And, and he is now understanding that, Hey, maybe it's better if I just, you know, initiate instead of just waiting for something to happen, maybe against me or anyone else. Let's right. just go out there and stir it up a little bit. And they've got more of a playoff look last night. Again, Tampa Bay, they had it. Early parts of Florida, they had it. It slipped. But you're starting to see a team now, I think, getting ready for game one. Yeah. You know, the the Labushkin being in the lineup gives them just... I know he's not a perfect player, and I don't think he's a top pair guy necessarily, but like he's just someone who runs into the other team all the time. Who did he hit on the penalty? Who did he run into? He took a penalty. Sorry? It was Raffle? Yeah, loved it. But I didn't even think it was... I don't care. I don't care if if it's a penalty or not a penalty. It's a good hit. It's a hit that makes people look at the Leafs going, "Oh, wait a second, that guy's hurt." Allowed to do that too. He's he's he is he he needs maybe a trainer to get off the ice. He hurt his thumb or oh, good, good. Let them go off the ice hurt, not us. Right. And penalty kill, Labushkin taking a guy and hurting him along the wall. Making him feel a little pain. Yeah, we'll kill that all day long. He's a third pair D man. They have one. They have one now. Or even like, where's that? I don't want to use. I know Roman Polak has a tough reputation here in some cases, but he's a guy like that, right? He'll run into you, cross check you in front of the net. It's uncanny how much Labushkin is like Roman Polak. <laughs> Do where's they wear the same number? Where's the same number? They, has that hunched over got, skating style? They got rid of Roman Polak because they hated him. Wow, he got hurt bad. No, really listen bad. to me. No, he was shutting. He did not like him. 
They thought he was detrimental to the team. He was after he broke his leg horrifically against the against the Washington Capitals. Yeah, he but those guys, guy. and if you want to call it a a, a poor man, Gudis. Yeah. Okay. You you need one of those guys. Yeah. Absolutely need one of those guys. Butcher. I can. I you know what, Kipper. I was behind the scenes enough to know that you're right that Polak was not someone who was in favor with Dubas and numbers and all those guys. But I was in the room when DJ Smith saw Lou Lamarill walk by and goes, Lou, 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 calls Lou in and says, Polak was not on the team. They'd send him like, I don't know, Ottawa or somewhere. He's just got to get Polak back. We need someone to kill penalties. (laughs) You got to get me Polak back. You want him for his PK. And, you know, you know, guys like that wanted that type of defenseman, DJ Smith and a guy like Dubas. That wasn't his type of guy. I think Labushkin does enough of the things that satisfies Dubas while having some of those qualities that other players or coaches like. The other thing that is very similar between the two of them, once in a while, Roman Polak would think he's Bobby Orr and he would like take the puck up the ice and get it in deep or like get a shot on net. Labushkin has way more of that to him than I thought he did, where he will rush it up a little bit. He'll kind of get in a little deeper than I expect. And I'm like, maybe just play. uh, You know, I know you're playing with Morgan Riley. You're watching him do that. Maybe you do the opposite of that, Elia. But anyways. Six wins in the last seven games. So the Leafs certainly uh, finish off a, a strong road trip. Let's get uh, Sheldon Keefe's thoughts on uh, now maybe coming home. I thought that we did a really good job in that second period of establishing our game. And, you know, it uh, wasn't easy to get to their net, just the way that they set, set the game up. But it's a good way to finish off the, you know, it's a, diff- it's a difficult road trip here for sure. Uh, one that, you know, we've been looking at it for a while as being one that would be a challenge for us. So to come out of it and not lose in regulation, you know, to pick up seven points is a, it's a good trip. Sheldon Keith getting more pillow talk to anyone else, or is it just me? Soft, whispery. I'm uh, tired. Yeah, just the- he talks, he's, he talks <laughs> to like the media so much. It, it, it's amazing how gracious he is. Sounds more tired than the players. He's just like, oh, is pretty good. We're all right. So Matthews is a lot. That's all right. He was he, <laughs> he he acknowledged it's Austin's night, so he didn't have to talk uh, on his average thirteen minutes. He, yeah, he only did he only did seven last night. He only so, did seven. So I think it's pretty. Uh, what he said there, it's a big deal to give them credit for this road trip because you like you said it was great against Tampa. They kind of got squirrely against uh, Florida. Yeah. They beat. Philly in a game that Keith hated, and then they played last night. They played great, but like, it's a pretty big sort of statement road trip from a team that uh, had this one circled for a long time. I mean, they just went into Dallas, Florida, Tampa Bay, Philly, and left with yeah. seven of eight points. Yeah. It's tough to go home and tell the boys that yeah. anything other than great job. Now the thought is, you worry about have like it's very common in the National Hockey League, great road trip. Bit of a letdown, Montreal Saturday night. Uh, they wouldn't bef- lose on Mon- in, before- against Montreal on a Saturday. Well, let's ask Sheldon Keefe. <laughs> let's go back to a Kipper's Clipper on uh, on facing Montreal Saturday. Well, what I've really learned and is in a lot of ways to treat the first game back like it's part of the road trip, actually. Because, I mean, you really don't get to get home. I mean, you get to sleep in your bed, and then we get... We get uh, um, you know, we get our fans, which is great. But in terms of where you're at mentally and the grind of it, you still have to approach it as though you're on the road. 
um, in that sense. It's really an extension of it. You know, it's not like you go home and get an off day and really get settled. I mean, I don't know what time we're going to land tomorrow, but it's going to be dinner time basically by the time we get home. And then we're going to wake up, go back to the rink, and, and prepare for a game again. So that's essentially what we do when we when we play on the road. So from that sense of it, uh, we just got to keep the same type of mentality that we had and how we played here and and uh, you know get the boost from our fans. Um, you know, I'm sure they're going to welcome Austin Austin back. And it's going to probably feel a lot like what it did when he got 50, and you know, all those kind of things. You know, should help uh, us deal with any sort of fatigue that we might be dealing with. This is for me. This is the the new world day, eh? the new era with the sleep doctors. Mm-hmm. So here they are. They're coming off this successful road trip. They're you know you're feeling great. I'm I, I know personal experience you just want to get on the plane and go home yeah okay but they spend the night in dallas and they're gonna leave in the afternoon and they're they're not arriving till 5 p.m mm-hmm. it's like it's weird it stinks i would I'm, much rather I, I, that I, sucks. I, like that's the last thing i want to do i guess spend the another night in in dallas yeah. and, and 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 travel all day and you know what else? Because you're staying in Dallas and you're not playing the next day, you've had some success, the, the, the boys probably go out. That was exactly what I was going to say. Oh, you, oh, I'm sure they all went to bed at 10.30 p.m. <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, they got a night off. Like, Matthew's just set the record. Yeah, they finished a road uh, trip. Like, they're in Dallas. The There's no stra- chance they didn't go The out. fellas strapped on their, uh, their boots and their hats, and they went out on the town in Big D. Even if they just went somewhere for dinner and had 14 bottles of red, which is the NHL version of going and getting weird. Yeah. <laughs> so they do it at a classier environment. You're already placing your bets on the Montreal Canadiens Saturday night. <laughs> I just I like the idea though that it's a part of the road trip because he's right. What you do in a road trip is you play the game, you sleep, you pack up, you go somewhere, you unpack, you play, you and that's all you're doing. You get home, you unpack, you sleep, you go play. It's part of that. And then once you're after that game, you know, home, right to bed, you can saddle. But I like the Dalai Lama esque manipulation of that. I'd suggest wearing your road jerseys. I don't even know what a road jersey <laughs> is anymore. Is it the third, the fourth, the fifth? I, Whatever it, Dallas was just such a, is. This is just such a massive overthink. Just get on the friggin' plane and come home. That's like, me. That, this is where it's just overthinking, yes. and there's somebody in that in that building that just is going to be the smartest guy in the room right now. I got, it. Like, I got an idea. And, and, this. and this is why you're paying me like 150 grand yeah. a year. So I can tell you to stay on that crappy mattress one more night in Dallas. After right? 25 Michelob lights. Way better that the boys are hungover. Yeah. The, the only reason I'll hear it is it's not like they played in like Chicago. Or something like Dallas is what a three-hour flight probably. Oh, I, I would have no idea. Yeah, it's a oh, good town. It's a, oh, <laughs> it's oh, a good yeah. town. But it's I've a actually heard it's underrated back. spot to go. It's there's fantastic. places to go. Yes, yeah. So I have uh, no complaints about Dallas. Yeah. So maybe the boys were like, "Hey, sleep, we'll stay." But <laughs> so what? Uh, oh hell, I had something very important to ask you guys. Now I don't remember. Oh, do you care about sixty for Matthews? Oh yeah. I think it's a, uh, a, a, g- a good number, and it's... We can turn it off after that, as, the pursuit as, of numbers. Every goal is going to be a new celebration. Mm-hmm. So as, as long as it's, it looks a lot like Dallas, mm-hmm. right? 
and then go for it. Yeah. Like, that's what these uh, drives these guys. The, I don't know. You probably know this. They got big egos. <laughs> you know, have you ever watched? They got an ego. Yeah, I think so. Have you ever watched the F1 series Drive to Survive? I heard it's fantastic. It is. And the exposure to the ego of the drivers is stunning. It's like, yeah. my God, like these guys really believe they're whatever. Yeah. But let's be real. Like, you talk to some of these great hockey players. Our culture makes it so they can't say the things they think about themselves. Like, you're not allowed to go in the media and go, well, I'm probably the best goal scorer. I'm better than Ovechkin at scoring goals. Like, Matthews can't say that. He he might think it. I think there's a better chance than just, you know, he might. Yeah. You know, so I I agree that the he doesn't just want to get past 54. You know what's wild, too, is we were doing the show last Friday. You weren't here, and Gunning was in. We were celebrating 50 for Matthews. Yeah. Well, 56 today. It's a week. <laughs> yeah. Six in a week. And that's still a magical number for the National Hockey League. It's, yeah, it yeah. still brings in Rocket Richard and Bobby Hall and that. You know, yeah, more than half the uh, games you're scoring. Right. A lot of guys score 50, though. 60 is a different conversation i think only 12 players ever yeah like 60 puts you from from being an elite goal scorer to one of all time historic yeah a a historic number and you know you factor in that uh a bit of a slow start uh a two-game suspension actually really slow start i remember being on the show kipper and saying could matthew still catch ovechkin because Ovechkin had nine but when Matthews I, had one. I, I think. also remember on our show, we said he's the type of guy that can score 12 and 12 games and yeah. get himself right back in it. And, and, then, he did, 50 and then he did 49 and 49. Right? Yeah, like the, I actually wonder if that's meaningful to you guys at all, like getting to 50 and 50, like, even though it's it's like the Tiger Slam or, you know, something like that, where yeah. it's like he still got all four championships yeah. at once. He still scored 50 and 50. So now we're talking about a guy that, should be in the ballpark when it's all said and done around 70, 70. <laughs> He's on pace plus. for 65 right now. He's on pace for 65, but, you know, take away a little bit of a slow start, take yeah. away maybe even the two-game suspension, and you are legitimately around a 70-goal yeah, season. For a healthy year. It's pretty baffling stuff. Do you want Baffling. to do uh, Jack Campbell, Willie Nylander's first even strength goal well, in 12 games, yeah, D pairs? We, we have lots of stuff. Yeah, Nylander. Okay. Because, again, you, you watch him, you know every night he can do things that other players can't. Do you get enough of it? I liked Probably him last Probably not. Night. In general, you don't, but I liked him last night. Yeah, no, 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 much better. Yeah. More engaged, hungrier. Wanted the puck more. The game before, he won some of those pucks right. uh, on the power play that you liked. But here's the problem, is that as much as you'd like to think that maybe Sheldon rattled him a little bit, changing his line, I've seen enough of these guys, played enough with these guys. I played with his father. At the end of the day, you are just at the mercy of this guy will march to his own drum, and when he wants to go, he can go. Mm-hmm. And when he doesn't, you kind of have no other choice but to wait patiently until he does. Like trying to walk a bulldog. They just sit their ass down in the street, and you're like, God, come on. That's going to be scary as a coach when you just have a guy that you know is filthy, but you just don't know. You have no choice. Was Kovalev like that? But to sit and wait for it. Kovalev got better. 
He got better yeah. uh, as as we went along, but he got better because um, Mark Messier and Kevin Lowe and a few of the veterans would, you know, nudge him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, Matthews in Nylander's ear, Marner, could they go up there and we need you? I'd love We've to know. got to get going. Their dynamic. Because that's what Mark would do for Alex. He would remind him every day how important he is and how we cannot win without him. Mm-hmm. And he grew with his talent. Yeah. Very much kind of the same way as Nylander. You're like, oh, my God, these guys could be one of the best players in the league. Yeah. And yet you wait. And then what happened in game six in the conference final? Uh, we're struggling. Keenan switches off Steve Larmer, puts Alex with Messier and Graves, and then the rest to is the history, moon. right? And yeah. that's that's Nylander. So you know when push comes to shove and the Leafs need something done, Nylander ain't going to be on the third line. No, I agree. That's a, that's a great point. Like right now they look so good with Nylander in the third line, but the second you're down – I mean, the the first thing you do is give him more opportunity. You know, I, I think it's important to remember, and this will be the case come playoffs, is every team that wins the Stanley Cup has moments where it's not working in the playoffs. And things need to change, and they're down, and there's a line shuffle. You know, you need to have options to go to next. Having Alexei Kovalev uh, in a position where you can elevate him is obviously nice. The Leafs do have that somewhat with Willie. I, I am curious to see if they're sold now that he's going to start in the third line, though, because they've been so good since Tavares and Nylander have been separated. I'm o- I'm okay if he he bounces him around a little bit, keep him guessing, whatever the case is. Uh, but yeah. as long as... He still gets PP time. As long as you've got Matthews and Marner clearly at the top of their game... You know, Tavares still isn't probably scoring as regularly as he'd like, but uh, he certainly still has a presence around the net and Mm -hmm. and is hard on pucks, uh, you know, below the hash marks. Engville, Mikheyev, as long as they're all going, then then there isn't the need or the focus to go to, to Willie and bust his balls, you know? True. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, the heat doesn't have to fall on him directly. His goal um, last night was so weird. After Jack Campbell gets run over and he goes down, it looks like he was almost hurt, and the puck goes down the other way. They thought the play was stopped. They got the the music playing. They got the, you know, like the spotlights going. It in the hockey net. bing, off the post <laughs> it in. He's like, I don't know, does it count? I don't know. And then, yeah, we scored. There you go. I Did you it. like Jack last night? Only Shaw saw 18 pucks or something. I don't really blame it's, him for anything. Good enough. Yeah. Jack just needs to be good enough and make the saves he's supposed to make. Yeah. And then you let that offensive machine get going. Yeah. So, yeah, there, there, there's a comfort zone between Jack at 940 save percentage and Jack at uh, 886. Right. And, like, a game like last night, I feel like is good for Jack. Like, you were in the game. You got the win. You guys win one in OT. You weren't asked to do too much. You made some saves. How about that tip by Pavelski? What is that guy's deal? That was just sick. It was going five feet wide, and he's reaching around a body. It leads the league in, in, in amazing. deflection goals every year. Not much you could do on that, right? Uh, yeah. No, Jack Zero. and yeah. Brody. Yeah. Yeah, there was no one on the Leafs that I was like, Brody should have had a stick up. He did. Tip the cap. <laughs> 
Um, 18 guys have scored 60. 18 guys have 60. Yeah. Thank you for that. Gret, Gretzky, Hall, Mario, Phil Esposito, McGillney, Timu Solani, Curry, Bernie Nichols, Bossy, Lanny McDonald, Ovechkin, Iserman, Reggie Leach, Stamkos, Bure, Lafleur, Steve Shutt, Baruch. Oh my God, what a group. I, I elite, no disrespect to this guy who we talked about once before, but Dennis Maruk being like, Hello! Hey, hi guys! Nice, hey. <laughs> that's a nice number. But that's, a, that's a big list of players. Yeah. If you're on that, like that's a pretty yeah. special. And, and I don't know if it was mentioned, and I was just, I didn't hear it, but, you know, quietly... Now, Matthew's the highest-scoring U.S.-born player in history. I know. That was so, so undersold. Uh, in, Kevin, a okay. in a single season? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I was going to say, but, yeah. but Hall, but he's born in Canada. Kevin yeah. Stevens and... Joe Mullen? No, we just did Joe no, Mullen. No, I don't yesterday. think it was Joe Mullen. I can find this out in 10 seconds. All right, we're we going to get that name night. after the break. We got to take uh, a little time off here, pay a few bills. Doug McClain will make his Friday regular... Jimmy Carson. Jimmy Carson. Nice. Yeah. L.A. We'll get Mac. Is Mac up? Did anybody check up on Doug McLean? I Mac's been ta- up for five hours. He, he, only- would have been, he would have done yoga by now, <laughs> The right? only time I talk to Doug McLean is when I call him. You talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we get a little Mac attack. We'll get his thoughts on Matthews and Marner's don- dominance. We'll talk maybe Doug Wilson in San Jose, a guy that he went toe-to-toe with in terms of being general managers and maybe even an Ottawa senator talk. You are listening and watching Real Kipper and Born. The code word for today's episode to text 590-590 to qualify for your shot to win Lee's Flyers tickets on April 19th is Braun. Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jeff Mary Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Hope everybody's enjoying our earlier version on this Friday, Real Kipper and Born. We got the Jays and Texas Rangers going. Thus, the shift a little earlier. I think the morning show did the question, would you rather, if you could only keep a pair of superstars, Matthews and Marner? Or Vladdy and Bo in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I know. Actually, they included Pascal and Fred. And yeah. I was like, all right. Yeah. That's- hey, Vladdy and Boy, we really enjoyed you guys. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Scram. Best of luck in your future endeavors. Hey. Yeah. Fair enough. We've had a World Series that a lot of us still remember. The Stanley Cup is the one everybody in this city's truly waiting i know for. we're biased on this show but it, you're right that argument alone is enough like we, that's we, it sammy that's just it. got a picture with joe carter and no. it just may be i'm sorry but a canadian thing here yeah because we are starving right now well we'll take well you want the leaves but even a canadian do stanley you? cup yeah i do for Sportsnet, but like i don't know you want to see the canucks win a cup here in toronto Listen, your for, first choice is the Leafs, of course. If we're, you had to power rank show. the teams in Canada, the top seven or anyway. All right. Listen, uh, part of the charm of going early today is this afternoon we get to go on the Doug McLean program where we literally can do anything we want the rest of the day. You and me head to head pickleball? I don't think I'm going pickleball. Uh, uh, yoga, I would consider. But it's hard work, I'm told. 
It Let's bring hard. in Doug McLean. How you doing? Doug, is yoga hey, hard? Just, you know what? I looked yesterday halfway through my yoga class, <laughs> and my heart rate my heart rate was at one forty eight. Oh, jeez! And at and at my age, my target should be probably one forty five or so. I'm, so so you're close. I don't in know. The ballpark. But, but I went like an hour, and it stays. It goes from one ten to one forty to one fifty. It's a tough work. Well, when you're on one arm, you know, I'm doing one arm push ups now, you know. I never used to do that. No, I, I'll tell you, I was thinking about this this morning. I remember when Nick went through his body transformation when he was getting prepared to do the New York marathon and as he changed his body, okay? Mm-hmm. Because he was gonna go he was gonna go head to head with Oprah in that New York marathon. <laughs> is that and, right? Yeah. I was uh, and, I had to and, beat Oprah's time. Is that true? Yes. And and, and, I it. and she beat me I by am, seven minutes or no, nine minutes. Oh, really? Was she flying or are you slow? No, well <laughs> the, the, she never ran the New York Marathon. Her time was out of Chicago, okay. which is, was a lot flatter. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we were, we were, yeah. <laughs> That's but my anyway, story, and I'm sticking so, to it. Yeah. So I, because today I'm, I have a strength training class in 15 minutes. So I, and then, then, so what I'm going through is a the same body transformation <laughs> that Nick went through when he was training between. Yoga, and now I got strength training, and then I'll swim this afternoon. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I know I weighed in at 193 this week. So I'm, you know, I mean, so it's a body transfer, but it's more than weight. It's a body transformation, the same as Nick went through. And I'm, I don't have Gary Roberts. I just do it myself, you know. Maybe you become a trainer down there. <laughs> well, hey, you know who doesn't need any training is Austin Matthews. Just, oh, no. just wind him up I and let him you, go. I, I, I'm the guy that fights. I fight with lifters for the 15-pound dumbbells. I fight with people to get them. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Austin Matthews. <laughs> are, are, you, are you surprised uh, at what he's been able to do? Yeah, you know, and I don't think I'm surprised. I mean, we go back to the very first time we watched him play in Ottawa, and what, did he get a hat trick in his first game? I mean, you know, four. How how do we be surprised? But I I think I'm a little bit surprised, and I shouldn't be, at his his complete game, his back check, his takeaways. I mean, I – his, you know, his forecheck, the way – and I saw somebody talking about the way he hounds the puck. I mean, this – he's he's complete. And then you couple that with the way Marner's been. I mean, Marner has been a big part of this too. Let's not kid ourselves. He has been a huge part of this. So, I – you know, I mean, I, I think that Bunting – what, Bunting hasn't scored in 10 games or 15 games or something yet. He's an important guy with them right now. So look, it's a, it's a package, but he's, he's the guy, he's the horse. So it's all about, and it's the same thing. And this is the unfortunate thing about being a superstar in the NHL, whether you're McDavid, whether you're Ovechkin, whether you're Sid, whether you're Matthews, it's all about playoffs, man. It's all about what he does in the playoffs. And has he got, Listen, I watched Stevie Eiserman for five years in Detroit struggle at playoff time, boys. It was tough. It was tough. And once he got the supporting cast, Stevie went to a whole other level as a leader and as a player. 
total player. Uh, just, That's what's going to be fun to watch here. Before we let uh, JB come back in here, <laughs> just quickly, uh, when Iserman was putting up those historic numbers, was there anybody close? Was there a, a Marner with an Iserman, or was he just doing it basically on his own? Uh, I'm a little biased, and, and uh, you know what? I, I said this. I said, Gerard, Gerard Gallant, were you Marner to Iserman, <laughs> or was that just off? But it was more off the ice. He was he was Marner to Matt or to Iserman off the ice. He was a he was a mentor to him off the ice. I said, oh okay, but it, but it does help. The closest Gerard got to that was when Stevie had buy a thousand dollar shirt in those days. Gerard would have to have one too. <laughs> what a world! But but. The, <laughs> It, it makes a big difference in the playoffs when you have someone almost well, of equal uh, skill level. Yeah, and big time. You got to have the supporting cast, and I mean, it was it, in Eiserman's case, it was Lidstrom, it was Fedorov, it was Larionov. Yeah, later it, he needed. Like when I was there, the five years I was there, I mean, we lost to Toronto after having a two series lead. Stevie, I don't know if he had any points. I mean, he struggled in that series. I know we lost to San Jose, struggled in that series, but then then the supporting cast became a lot stronger. We had a young supporting cast when I was there, and he got a veteran supporting cast. So that's going to be the fun thing to watch this year in the playoffs. Has this supporting cast that Kyle and company have put together, is it enough to do damage at playoff time? Because Matthews, I'm telling you, you go into a series coaching against Matthews, it is the 100% focus. Matthews, Marner, how do we shut them down? Yeah. Doug, did your stance on personal accomplishments for players change depending on the role you were in? Like, I know as a coach, you it probably is less relevant. You don't care as long as you're winning. But I imagine as a team president, it's important for the organization to, you know, for fans to come in. They love this sort of stuff. As a GM, it may be different. Did it change based on your role? You know, and I, I'll never forget the night that Nash won the Rocket Richard as a 19-year-old in his mm. second year in the league. And Jared had made the play to, for him to, to score that goal that got him, you know, that got him the Rocket Richard. It was in Detroit. And I thought, wow, um, this, what does this mean for our fan base to have a Rocket Richard winner at 19 years of age in his second year in the league? You know, those individual accomplishments are, are big when you're a management guy trying to sell tickets in a new market. Toronto, I mean, it's still big. It's big for Kyle and Keith that, that this kid and whoever, you know, the, you know, draft first overall and that he's lived up to everything that he was built. I remember Mark Crawford talking about this guy when he was playing in, in Europe, you know, as an underage and in his, in his, I think it was his draft year saying, this guy is special at that time. So he's lived up to it. Now what happens at playoff time. One of those players that you speak of in terms of uh, supporting cast or guys that can come in and, and, and help a, a Matthews and a Marner is is Nylander. And Nylander has looked a lot better in, in the last week. Uh, Justin has talked a, a lot about uh, the demotion to uh, a third line, but how would you manage a guy like that? And is Gerdiv a, a, a type of guy that you look upon in your career and saying, oh, my God, all the most talented 
uh, all the talent in the world, yet you're you're battling the inconsistency. How does Sheldon go about managing this uh, the rest of the season? Well, I, I I like the the pressure of 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 the so-called third line. I don't know if it really is the third line, but I mean, I, I like the fact that he's. He's, he's making him work a little bit more for his ice time. But, you know, the funny thing, so he's on the second line, he's on the third line, whatever it is, he was almost 20 minutes in ice time last night. You know, so they're getting him on the ice in key situations. They're getting him out there on the power play, and he's excelling right now. You know what? I, you know, sometimes it's good for a guy like Nylander. With all the Marner Matthews talk, it's good for a Nylander to be on a separate with a separate group and to be able to step up on his own, especially five-on-five. That's what the measuring stick is for star players in the league. What what do they do five-on-five? Power play, we know what they're going to do most of the time, but what do they do five-on-five is where it really jumps out at at most people, and that's where you want a guy like Nylander being better. Doug, if you look at the Leafs right now and you say, who's their number one D? It's Morgan Riley. Pretty much universally people give you that answer. What are your expectations on him? I think he's got 12 points in his last seven games. I also think if I had to power rank the Leafs D based on defensive prowess, he might be last. What what are your expectations for Riley? Last? Last. Oh, my goodness. I mean, not including Lilligren. (laughs) Lilligren and, well, you know what, I... I, I've got him as a really, really unbelievable number two guy in the NHL. Uh, that's where I've got him. I think he's a, a great number two, and they still don't have the number one guy for me. But he is he is a, a valuable, valuable player for them. He makes big plays. He made big plays last night. He's you know he's he's just a, a complete character guy. That's what I like about him. I, I compare him a little bit to a Jordana when he was young. I kind of do, you know, the, the character's there. There's a certain amount of skill there. He's a popular guy. He's a team guy. You know, I watched Jordano. I mean, he makes, it, it, could he have made a better pass to Matthews last night on that goal? I mean, he put it right in the wheelhouse where players love to get it. And it was, I mean, that's a, that's a, a teaching moment for a lot of other defensemen on that team. So, I, I I love uh, Morgan Riley. I really do as a player. I, I think he's a. I know he's got some shortcomings. I get all that, but I still really think that character wins out in the end. Uh, just switching gears a little bit, uh, going around the National Hockey League. Uh, Doug Wilson stepping down. There's a guy that uh, you know, one of your one of your peers, uh, general managers, uh, had a great run, Mac. But uh, like you, came close. Um, but your thoughts on the direction maybe San Jose needs to go uh, from here on in? Because there is a sense that you know, they, they they also don't want to use the, the the term rebuild. Yeah, I mean, you know, Doug had a great career. When you're 19 years as a general manager, I, I enjoyed him. I enjoyed talking to him, trying to make deals with him. I don't know. I don't think we ever made one, but we were close. A couple of times, I always, I always enjoyed, I always enjoyed working with him and talking to him. A Hall of Fame player, and it translated into a, you know, a real solid GM. I, the last few years, it's become really tough when you try to stay on the top too long, and you make some tough deals to try to keep you there. The Carlson deal 
comes back to bite them time and time again. I mean, he, you, you, but you make those deals because you're desperate to stay on top. You got a fan base that's a little bit spoiled, and you know, with the with the regular season success and a little bit of success at playoff time, and then you make some tough deals that set you back. I mean, right now they're one of the worst teams in the NHL, and you know, it's they, they you know, poor. Doug, I mean, I feel for Dougie; he's got health issues, but they they need to to move the needle here big time. The fan base not happy, ownership I suspect not happy. So they've got a they've got a fix this and you know Doug will probably end up getting one of those fake GM jobs where you become president of hockey whatever and <laughs> he'll finish he'll 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 have a great finish you know he'll he'll get he'll get he'll do the the John Davidson Jimmy Rutherford model of you know having one of these great jobs you know yeah putting people around you to take the blame when things go bad <laughs> I'll make yeah. the calls you guys yeah, stand in front of the camera only 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 can you can only JD as I've told him many times he's my idol you know so you know that's good you know <laughs> we, good you, like, you like when you're a pres you like when you're a president hockey ops and your biggest issue is what house am I going to buy next it's <laughs> <laughs> actually a fair question though like what what do you make of all these roles that are around NHL teams right now? I know in the Leafs organization for a while, they were paying Jacques Caron and Jacques Lemaire and Jacques Plante. I don't know who. <laughs> <laughs> they had all these guys that were advisors, I assume, getting paychecks. What are your thoughts on all you know, the different Kyle, roles? Kyle, Kyle Dubas is so busy. He's so busy that he's the only GM who hasn't returned a text I sent to him last week what? I was looking for a little information for my book. He's the only guy that hasn't, hasn't returned my text. So obviously he's upset about something I've said with you guys on this damn show. <laughs> and he won't he resubscribe. Good. I can get it. I can get Doug on Kenny Hall and Jimmy. I can get any of them to return a text. And this guy won't? Okay, enough already. <laughs> enough already. Maybe he just doesn't no, maybe, like you. Maybe maybe he tried to call me during yoga, which I can't have my phone on. The teacher won't let us have the phone on during yoga. Maybe he tried to call. But anyway, that's where it is. You know, well, So that's okay. I, I'm a big boy. I'll... I'll get the information somewhere else. He won't like what I write, maybe, and that'll change it. Anyway, you okay. know what? In, in, in thirty well, years, uh, when he retires and he tries to get on the <laughs> shuffleboard court, and you'll stop him at the Boca Vista, wherever you are right <laughs> now. I'm from membership at hey, Boca Vista. Hey, listen. Hey, pickleball today at four o'clock. I was playing golf the other day with my. By the way, I had an eighty-three the other day. I Ooh. missed a five-foot putt for a thirty-nine on number oh, nine dog. on the front. But anyway, my guy that I play golf with, he's a former college football player, and the other guy's an NFL, former NFL referee. Anyway, he says to me the other day, this is a big, burly weightlifter, you know, guy. He's, he's probably 68. Still learn to play pickleball, Doug. I'd love to learn to play pickleball. I said, hey, I'll, I'll work with you. You know, so that's just the way it is. I'm a bit of a teacher down here. So, so let me get this. Big deal. Let me get this straight. Your strategy was to come on our show because the Leaf management team listens to this show every day religiously. <laughs> Kyle will hear that you, you're calling him out on our show, 
And now you think he's going to call now? <laughs> no, no. Really? I, I'm not. I'm not oh, no, I don't care if he does. I'm right not now. calling him out. All I, all I know is when he needed advice in Sault Ste. Marie, I was the guy that had lunch with him oh, 20 or 15 years ago. I remember he that. He owes you. But anyway, that's okay. Don't worry about it. No, no, I don't care. I, I'm just joking. You know me. I'm just joking. I'm, I'm not yeah. serious. You know, don't worry, Kyle. I know you're busy. Don't worry about me. Don't worry about, you know, Steve the Keo's going ex, right to, to Kyle here. And you got to get back to Doug. <laughs> okay. Did you split the bill, the lunch bill, or did you pick it up? Uh, actually, Greg Millen was with us at the lunch, and you know who's picking it up. <laughs> yeah. Me. Yes, you. All right, anything else you want to get off your chest? Uh, you want to call out uh, Brendan Shannon, or, you know, you're good? You got any updates for us anywhere else no. around the league? You know what? No, I'm just, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm anxious to see Vegas miss the playoffs. As you know, they fired my guy out there, so I'm anxious to miss that. Oh see them miss. But I don't hold grudge. That's I don't a hold big grudges. point by Dallas last one night. Thing about I actually me. thought the same thing. I was like, oh, that's a big one. That that big that point, point big hurts point them by Dallas. And it's about time Sagan and Ben actually. At, at, they haven't been very good, this pair. And if, for them to be a good team, I love Rick Bonus. He's a, a lifelong friend of mine. And I, I was happy to see them get the point and stay ahead of Vegas. I'd love to see them make it. I really would. I think they need to make it. There's a lot of pressure in Dallas. Hey, any, any chance if the Ottawa Senators go up for sale that you and um, a few of uh, uh, the women in the yoga class could put a group together? funny i had a guy call me last week uh, sniffing around about an nhl team wondering if there was any any deals out there to be made and i i you know basically said there's deals to be made if you've got a billion dollars so he said he was a little short of that so he was but he was saying oh, guys i mean everybody wants to be involved in ownership it's it's if you're a big money guy whether whatever sport it is so I, I suspect there's all kinds of people looking and trying to see what's going to happen with the Sen. I, I got to think uh... they're a viable franchise. They're a viable place. If you're a, if you're a looking to buy an NHL team, a Canadian city capital, you know, an opportunity to build a new building, some young players. I I think it would be a pretty intriguing situation for some big money people. I I think it would be. You couldn't do yoga every day. No. If you're the team, you can do whatever the hell you want. (laughs) (laughs) Yoga stretch every day at Center Ice. Yeah. How's that? You know, our big look at our our biggest thing, we're heading in the RV May 1st out to Montana, and we're doing the national parks in Montana. We're going for five or six weeks. So I I just don't have time for that stuff. But I do have the yoga classes on my iPad. I'll be able to do them on the road. Well, we're so happy for you. And don't get a flat again. <laughs> Didn't you get a flat in Montana two oh years God. ago? No, New Mexico. Oh, New Mexico. Oh boy. All right. Well, listen, we really yeah. appreciate you getting up early on breakfast. I'm getting my tire fixed in New Mexico. I had to beg this guy to tie it at Rocky's Tire Shop to fix it. And then he said to me, when he finishes it, by the way, I don't like your prime minister up there. I don't like your prime minister. Oh, God. Can I just, can I just leave here, please? Thanks for trying to get home. Tire. I don't. I don't want to talk about Justin right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> See you later. See you later, Doug, you, Doug Thanks.
former NHL president, GM, head coach. Oh, my God, that was so funny. He's, did he not call out Kyle Dubas? You know, a personal axe to grind there. I think it's good. Air it out. I love that. And he's like, ah, we went for lunch when he was at the Greyhounds. <laughs> was that 15 years ago? That's awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Kyle, just humor the man. <laughs> just send him a yeah. Just send him a text back saying, hi, Doug. Doug <laughs> don't have time for you. Okay. New phone. I'm getting a plaque made for Austin. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> All right. Um, need any housekeeping, Sammy? Tickets, we're good. We're good. Um, just wanted to mention that uh, Austin Matthews is now second in Leafs history with nine uh, OT winners. Nine OT winners. Yep. Uh, you know five, pretty... five behind Matt Sundin. For you know what's... Uh, I, how many power play goals has he scored this year? That's the other one that gets me is... Like, I think he's got 16 or 17 power play goals, which to I me... tell you that. Like, the five-on-five, five, the even strength goals. Yeah, he's got. He's only got fifteen. Fifteen. Drysaddle's got twenty. Kreider's got Grant twenty-five. Got sixteen. Kreider's got twenty-five. Twenty-five. Yeah. Wow. So, and Kreider's great in front of the net, but we know how how it works. Yeah. See that? I was like crowd uh, Kreider in in junior high. Yeah. Right. Everything's coming from within this yeah. bubble in here. Yeah. All still, right. Well, still matters. 